0: Now, Podcast One brings you Spike's Car Radio, a downloadable cars and coffee, hosted by writer, comedian, and automotive enthusiast, Spike Ferriston. Now, here's Spike.
1: Hi, everybody. Spike's Car Radio. R-A-I-N-E-N. Nice cold open here. Matt, last night I was at Matt Rainick, a man in his watch.
0: Oh, they've that got,
1: guy. Yeah. I got misunderstood
0: their- your, your, I don't know, your stuttering. <laughs> <laughs> there you go you gotta come right at me right off the bat of course because you're gonna come my right studying.
1: at me my, my, what is stuttering at all i said matt reynick he was on the show you should uh, remember him
0: i don't remember what's, him. What, what's it, wrong it, with
1: your feeble memory it's <laughs>
0: like my brain's like swiss cheese right now <laughs> why because yeah. i have four fucking jobs and uh there's a lot going on <laughs> and so and then uh, we've got to go today i didn't sleep well last night because i been busy you know, when you say and, go this is why don't you tell everybody what we're doing we're going to vegas we're going to vegas tonight to, yes are you excited what, about it? I, don't you love how we all get excited
1: about going to Vegas, and then when we get there, we're like, God
0: damn it. No, 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 I'm the opposite of you. I dread the thought of doing anything, and then when I actually do it, I enjoy uh, it, but the, the no, thought I'm of like doing it. No, I'm like that too, it. but I'm just saying Vegas is a little different. Well, this will be
1: fun because we're going to see Jerry perform. Jerry Seinfeld is at Caesars, and uh, it's quite a setup. It's quite a night that we get to do. We're bringing Bill. Uncle Roast Beef as for we his like birthday to call him,
0: for his birthday, his seventieth birthday.
1: <laughs> <laughs> We're flying out of this these cloudy skies here in your uh, Twin Air. What kind of plane is that? It's a King Air. The King Air. Do you, will we be able to fly today?
0: I'd be better. Okay. i better. Otherwise, I think that you know we can always I've go to Van Nuys. That, I've got that new Land Rover
1: uh, Range Rover that we could uh, just drive to Vegas. Oh, with Uncle you, Roast you know, Beef. know what? I'll meet you there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Those things are, one. you know, I've, I've done that drive a lot
0: in a Land Rover. It's tray. horrible. No, no, I love it. It's, just, it's a boring drive. Know, it's a horrible, suck, long man. drive. Oh, I love it. I, nothing no makes me happier. Don't no. you, I mean, when I, you get to the desert, doesn't your head just clear out? No, I think about how you could die. I think <laughs> when you get to that physics Road, I think if you were. physics Yeah, you, you, get, you get out there and you think, if they let you out here, what would happen? I love, what about Cleghorn Road? You yeah, I like Cleghorn? that too. Foghorn, Cleghorn. <laughs> <laughs> and then it will be, do they still have the Bun Boy restaurants?
1: They have that. A lot of beef jerky, a lot of fig, things with figs in them that if you eat them, you'll be
0: crapping all your way oh, And And along with Anderson's pea soup, you can have the pea soup oh, yeah. with, the, with pea soup with figs that's and you really can bad really, really food. shit your pants. Yeah, that's not good. And then the jerky's just shrapnel that flies out.
1: By comparison, we will land in your plane. Jerry sent a limousine to pick us up and we will go to, uh, he has a gigantic suite atop. I know you've been, you've been once or twice already?
0: Twice, I twice. think. Twice.
1: He has the uh, suite, the big uh, – they used to call it the Elton John suite. Maybe they still call it that, which is essentially on top of Caesar's Palace, this New York apartment that has two separate little suites in it that you and I will sleep in. Yes. Uncle Roast Beef will be staying right next to us. He's not allowed in the giant apartment. But really, you don't even see Jerry. And it's got, it's got a, a big kitchen, a big dining. It's got that great TV room in it. Right. A beautiful view of the pool. Right and I, and a view of the nude pool downstairs. We'll we'll all meet like what? Jerry goes on at seven thirty, so we'll meet around six thirty. Right in the main lobby. That's the first time we'll see Jerry, and then we walk through in our suits right through the casino with security all the way to uh, the Caesar's uh, Palace Performance Art Center, whatever they call it. What I like—it's really it, fun. To
0: be, that walk, but that you go under the because you go in the tunnel where yes. all of the talent for yes. all of the fifty or so years that Caesar's been open, all of the talent goes through that tunnel, and they have pictures—the mm-hmm. old pictures of these pictures. guys, black and white pictures of the people that went through the tunnel—and there's some really good kind of. 60s mafia Yes style pictures We make fun they?
1: of the faces but I bet you anything Uncle Roast Beef Bill we'll who runs the Malibu Kitchen who used to be Frank Sinatra's stage manager who used to be in this world is He says go, he's in a photo This is going to be great Wow Imagine we're going to get a picture of Uncle Roast Beef next to a photo of him. He, I, I, doubt he's in one of those photos. He we would recognize.
0: But you know, we do, and we always like that one guy, the accountant that they make wear the toga for the Caesar's party. 1960s toga parties at Caesars, and the miserable Jewish accountant it's in his <laughs> toga. <laughs> <laughs> we will it's post a, a picture weekend, of that. And
1: then Jerry uh, performs. We'll stand off to the side of the stage. There, it's an amazing thing to see. He's the, you know, I really do feel like, and not just because he's my friend. He's the best stand-up comedian out there right now. There's no. Nobody better. I've seen everybody's acts. There are a lot of great acts, but there's one above all else, and it's this act. So it's such for me, you know, as a comedy fan. And I'm sure for you as a fan, it's it's one of the great things to just watch from his point of view, almost right from the side of the stage. So you can hear the waves of laughter and watch him surf them. He surfs laughs like no one else. Mm-hmm. It's an amazing thing to see. Then we go uh, off to the Palm or Reos, where we will really destroy ourselves with food. And then my favorite part, Zuckerman, I don't. this is
0: where it shifts to you. You, you asphyxiate me with cigars.
1: We're going to smoke Cuban cigars in a really small room with no ventilation. <laughs> and I get to hear you fall apart and then tell us what happens to your body the next morning.
0: <laughs> I, I told you, I th- and this is no, this is no lie. They, those guys, you were not here this one time, but they did a two-cigar night. Yes. Two cigars each in a small room. That's new behavior, by the way. That's and, really new behavior. And it was horrible. And the <laughs> next morning I was in the bathroom and I was I was having a movement and I could not understand <laughs> could have kids in the booth. I you could, could not understand. Saying. I'd smell like cigars. Smoke <laughs> was coming out of my ass. I was so permeated with cigar smoke. I was pooping cigar smoke. It was so awful. Wow! It was it, cigar-shaped poop that smelled like, like cigars. cigars. like wow. rotten secondhand wet cigar smoke. Oh God! It was just awful. And I said, "My God, these guys have killed me! I'm dying from them." You're still here. Look, you're but alive. I don't feel the same. <laughs> ever Never, since ever since then, <laughs> then, I don't feel the same. <laughs> and then, what do we do? It's
1: such a great weekend. Then we get up, we have a breakfast. Uh, Caesar's brings us this breakfast in the morning, and, and George, the whole crew. Wait, we've we got we've got George. We've got the stage managers. We've got the opening comics. We've got a couple of agents. It's so great. We've got newspapers. We've got TVs on. We've got sports. The breakfast is no better than any other breakfast,
0: except delivered. for the fact that George Shapiro, <laughs> wait, wait, legendary breakfast. short George Shapiro, takes the orders with a, in a little spiral notebook. Yes, he does with, with a pencil. But you would
1: think. That it being Jerry Seinfeld, this food would arrive on time and hot. But no, whatever crap room you have at Caesars, you're getting the same. same (laughs) You're getting the same shit. (laughs) But it's fine because then we all pile into a truck and we go. There's a movie theater. Seinfeld has this place locked down. They have a movie theater shut down. We walk in. They say, what do you want to watch? I wonder if we can watch that Joker movie, by the way. I don't think it's out. And then we get to watch a movie. By ourselves, the six of us, the seven of us, whoever's there, and they bring us popcorn and everything else. We go from that eating, because that's up eating, <laughs> to lunch, where we eat some more. And then we all collapse in the afternoon, and then he does another show that night, and then we all fly Where did he get the strength? Huh? Where does he get the strength? I'll tell
0: you where I get
2: it, Paul!
1: <laughs> Meditation! <laughs> I meditate! <sighs> TMI, TDI, whatever it is. SCD, SCDs, <laughs> SSA's. He meditates. He's got us meditate. It does it works? He jams it. He does it, and then he crushes. It's it's so much fun. What a great weekend it is. And then and then Zuckerman, as if this weekend could not get better. We're gonna fly back. He's gonna come to LA, and we're gonna drive that nine thirty four that he's oh, got yeah. up at Canada Canapa. Sorry. What a car! For the first time what do
0: you want to bet all right that it breaks down that it breaks down yeah we could only because he said it's perfect <laughs> he said we it's just only perfect hope. yeah his, his little birthday party <laughs> needs to be spoiled the cake <laughs> the clown doesn't show up the cake isn't there i hope it
1: doesn't but um really we should drive some turbos no because it's we've broken down a lot i mean it always ends up being fun but that's a pretty disappointing what do you, you think i've day. got
0: his blue gt2 I've got the Turbo S. I've got the eighty nine oh, Turbo GT two is in yeah.
1: the Adriatic blue that is now yours. That's good. GT two RS. A, that's not bad. You had another idea. You had another Turbo Turbo oh, the S. Nine the nine
0: tr- three yeah. Turbo S. But I think the GT two is more on strong and wilder. And you're going to drive a GT two RS. Yeah. So yeah. there you go. Yeah. That's the trio.
1: You know what? I've been, uh, we've got John Hennessy on today, by the way. John Hennessy, uh, is going to be calling in. He likes to take, a, uh, cars and make them insane. He's building a thousand horsepower gladiator. So that's my, going to be my first question. He also loaned me, loaned me that Velociraptor Ranger, the Velociraptor Ranger, which I really enjoyed driving around LA. Um, it awakened the pickup truck guy in me, Zuckerman, and it reminded me where I came mm. from, the woods of Massachusetts. Mm. And, I, I I don't know. Now I'm confused. I don't know what to lease next. I I drove that. My kids loved me. I loved it. And now now what do I do? I'm I'm stuck and I'm confused. Um, so we're going to talk to him about those uh, cars. I also just got out of the Ferrari
0: Pista, Zuckerman. I never got a chance to drive that. What a disappointment. Pista, which means track. The this four eighty eight.
1: If you drove this, by the way, not that you're driving your 488, you would never drive your 488 again. This The Pista is is worth the price of admission. Whatever they're charging for you, got to get one.
0: Pista. Pista.
1: It I can is get the 911R of Ferraris. It is so light and springy and fun, and then it, you can just drive it around town at the same time. But I think I posted this, and I may have told you about it, but you folks listening at home here 's something here 's really something really interesting it 's engineered out of the g t two r s at six thousand rpms in a Ferrari pista when you 're getting on it. it explodes. I described it as a lightning strike of acceleration between six and red line, which is around eight, right It scares you for a second. And the GT2 RS, that's been engineered out, and I respect that, and it's refined because it's not as dangerous as those previous incarnations right. of the GT2 RS. However, the Pista was thrilling, you know. And again, you see that Ferrari is an emotional brand, and they engineered an emotion into the driving experience. Right. And the Porsche GT2 RS, which is a miracle. I love one of my favorite cars. It's the engineering. They they got it. They have the engineering under control, but that little thrill thing, which I am not sure I want in that car, right? You know, but the, I can't say enough good things about this pista. I can't. I can't believe how great that car is. I, the only my only complaint is I just didn't want it in red. I would have done it in blue posse. I would have done it in a silver or something else. But um, what a car! What a car!
0: Did you get a chance to go in the canyons? Take I the, did.
1: Yeah, and? I ripped around the canyons. I had my uh, nine year old with me, James. And uh, I took him around, not at speed, but, you know, we, we got going. And I said, look, whatever you do, don't tell Mom about this. <laughs> you know, he was a, he goes, Conspiracy. A he goes, I'm a little afraid. <laughs> and I go, that's what racing is, son. And the second we walked through the door, he goes, Mom, Dad went racing in the Ferrari and he had me with him. Kids. And then he looked at me and laughed. He loves ratting me out.
0: Kids. You know, we should see the Ford versus Ferrari movie. Uh, I'm going to see it. We should see it in Vegas. Is it out? It's not it's out. Up. It's not out till
1: November. There's screenings uh, all through uh, all through uh, October. I just uh, I just signed up for my screening. It's going to be well, good. Whoop-de-do! It's Look at you.
0: Good. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Same publicist. Mm. That's how I'm doing this. I'm doing oh. the whole thing. Oh, Pulling the whole strings. Thing. Pulling your strings. <laughs> yes, I've got the whole deal. Yes. Um, what else did I want to say to you, Zuckerman? I think we covered it. We covered Vegas. We covered our test drives. I'm doing a lot of test drives. I've got a I've got electric uh, Volvos coming next. And did I tell you this? The uh, uh, Aston Martin people did reach out to us Ooh. after we chatted about them a few episodes Ooh. ago, and they are sending us cars.
0: Oh, Smithers.
1: Yes, Swiggins. <laughs> Swiggins. I've noticed the Swiggins comments
0: picking up on yes. Instagram.
1: Yes. Well. <laughs> But what do you want to drive? You want to drive the Superleggera?
0: Yes, of course. All that's right. the one to have.
1: I also like the uh, that little
0: four-door deal they do. I want to try yeah. that. Even though I but think that's like gonna... an old platform. That's a very old What's platform. What's that noise? I don't know. What's happening? That's, I think that's your phone. It wasn't Look. mine. Yeah. That's odd. <laughs> what was it? I have no idea. Oh. You really don't know? I, okay, my phone turned on. I admit it. It was me. No, it turned on twice. I was just wondering what the noise I was. I don't know. It was something you sent me on Instagram, some police thing.
1: Are those? Oh, oh, oh. Is that what it was?
0: I, yeah, but I'm not going to
1: watch it now. Let me tell you what it was because I wanted your opinion on it. That's why I sent it to you. It was, a, uh, it was an African-American guy getting pulled over as a passenger, and the two police officers walk up to the passenger side and go, they say something to the effect of, well, look, whatever happened the traffic we don't care about that we just want to talk to you can we see your identification and he turns on his dash cam and says to the officers very politely look i just want you to know i just turned on the camera here and he said that's fine you know but since you're in this car you have to show us your identification and he goes what law is that and they can't quote the law there's no code or no law you you see where this is going he's not going to do it and eventually the, the the officers walk away do you do you have to if you're a passenger in a car show identification if you've done nothing wrong and they're admitting right off the top we're not interested in any traffic infraction with this fella?
0: What I would suspect in this case is that they know who the driver is and the drivers in the system and when I mean the system in probation, parole, uh, something because if you're if you're on probation or parole. I'm not exactly sure which one. The police have an automatic right to um, search you with your car and your person. They do. If you're on parole or We're probation. Here. All
1: right, now I'm going to play it for you. Now we have to play it. The traffic stop was, doesn't really
0: matter. I'm not here for that, obviously. Uh, it's
2: just, a, just in case I started recording, you know, because.
1: The traffic fine, stop was. I'm, 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 do not, do. I'm, not, I'm not here what for that.
2: You, you can record all you want, no oh, okay. problem.
1: Massachusetts, uh, it's got to be Massachusetts. Yeah, before all you, you want.
0: To a to present
2: your ID. When you're driving. Hey. When you're in the motor vehicle yes that's Sleep bullshit right can i see what
1: law is that i don't have the law but got me i know the law that's i so don't
0: have so the law but got me if you weren't in the car and you parked in a parking lot no but
2: as, so, as, as far as the motor vehicle being operated
0: yes. he's a passenger so get
2: the law for me give me what law it is and then well, you. is your police
0: officer. Oh well, yes that's bullshit if you're a passenger in a car <laughs> uh, under those circumstances that's bullshit
1: the, uh, I love the message. I didn't pick up on the Massachusetts accent the first time. It's in the book. It's hey, in the he book. Says- hey, you got a car. you're pocketing the car, yeah, hold on. Let me call Sully up. I'm surprised those cops, now that I can see it's from Massachusetts, didn't beat the fuck out of that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Just, but the camera probably prevented it. So you don't have to do that, right? No. Okay. That sounds like a good feed on Instagram. Police the police official. You know, interesting to see the other side. I always support the, you know, I think cops have the hardest job and one of the hardest jobs in the world. Because they never know what they're going to get when they're knocking on a window. And at the same point, I see the other side of it. The whole situation is fucked. (laughs) Right? Everything is fucked.
0: But, you know, uh, I support the police, too. But if you go into that line of work, you take what comes with it. But you've seen,
1: like, when someone knocks on glass, you know, the cop says, hey, can you roll down the window? And then they just get shot. You're like, God damn it. You know? So that's in every cop's head, you know? And I don't know. It's a tough situation, Zuckerman. Why don't we – we'll figure out a solution during the act break. <laughs> <laughs> and when we come back to Spike's Car Radio, we've got the great John Hennessy, founder and president of Hennessy Performance. We'll be right back. Okay, everybody's got a to-do list, dropping off, dry cleaning, picking up some milk. Here's an idea. Let's have save hundreds of dollars on car insurance. And the good thing is, you don't have to drop off or pick up anything. All you have to do is go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could be saving 15% or more on your car insurance. Extra money in your pocket, my friends. You know what to do with that. It's just maybe the most rewarding to-do you do today.
0: You're listening to Spike's Car Radio.
1: Here we are. Got the real Zuckerman. You got Spike first, and then we have John Hennessy on the line. John Hennessy, what's up, guys? How's it going? Where are you talking to us from this morning, John Hennessy, founder and president?
2: uh, From uh, hot and Houston, humid Texas. Texas. Sorry about that. Yeah. How are you this morning? Doing great. What'd you eat?
1: What'd you eat for breakfast this morning in Texas?
2: You know, I ate a healthy breakfast taco. I think it had, like, quinoa, chorizo in it, whatever that is.
1: That's a Mexican sausage. That's like our chorizo in Fall River, Massachusetts, the Portuguese sausage, the spicy one. I
2: like it. Linguica. Linguica. So so next next time I'm out in SoCal, I always see on your Instagram feed you're, like, hanging out at the Malibu kitchen with Matt it? How's the food over there? Is it pretty good?
1: It's the best. The best. Okay.
2: Yes. There All are right, one so or two I'll things. Come out, I'll come out and you'll 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 tell me what's good on the menu. and We'll hang out and we'll have a, a breakfast or a lunch or something. They
1: they have the usual stuff. They have eggs. They have bacon. They have breakfast yeah. sandwiches and bagels. There are several items on the menu that have a substance we call accelerant in it that will clean yeah. you out immediately. Some sort of oil. I think castor it's in, oil. Castor oil might be in the Chinese <laughs> nice. chicken salad. That's We're my kidding. co-host, uh, the real Zuckerman, who's on there. How are you? Um, Anyway, yeah, absolutely. Come on. You can come back in the studio this time, too. Um, I just wanted to chat with you because I just drove your Velociraptor Ranger and and fell in love with it.
0: Awesome. That's great.
1: Thanks for the love. Tell me about, you know, here's what I liked about it, and maybe this is why you engineered it this way, but it's the Velociraptor Ranger, so it's the smaller midsize pickup truck that Ford makes, the Ranger, right? Yep. And I found it to be a perfectly sized uh, city truck truck for a Hennessy vehicle, not an overwhelming amount of uh, horsepower, also the right size so I could pull into any parking garage I wanted to without worrying about hitting it. You know, some of these the yeah. Raptor trucks, my partner has big. a big truck. He, he can never uh, park in parking garages when we're going to meetings all week, and he, he has trouble valeting it. This truck, I found, really covered a lot of bases. Is that, was that the idea behind it?
2: Yeah, I mean, so, you know, the Rangers is a, is a neat little truck by itself. And Ford, for whatever reason, has decided not currently not to offer a a Raptor version of the Ranger for the U.S. market. And as we began to upgrade our Ranger and turn it into a Velociraptor, I thought, this thing is so good, it might actually take away from some of Ford's Raptor sales. And to your point, parking garages, parking spaces, and just having a little bit smaller truck that still has great utility and off-road capability that you can park and maneuver sure is appealing, especially if you live in an urban environment.
1: Yeah. And I found myself on the 101 just blasting by everybody
2: with knobby <laughs> tires. <laughs> just like, what am yeah, I in? No, it's quick. I mean, we, <laughs> we raced our Velociraptor Ranger against a brand-new stock 450-horse EcoBoost uh, Raptor truck and beat it by about a truck length for, and a quarter mile. So it's, wow. it's properly quick. So it kind of covers all the bases. And then from a money standpoint, it's about the same money of a, of a fully-loaded, Raptor so I mean if somebody wants the bigger size I mean the Raptor is great and we modify a lot of those too but I think the Ranger covers a really a really nice niche because like in the the Chevy Colorado and the ZR2 which is a really cool off road vehicle they just don't have any performance they're slow. Yeah. So <clears throat> how does it yeah. how I'm does it drive, work? It's got to be fun. It's got to be fast.
1: Somebody wants one. Do they buy it and send it to you? Do they just call you up, and do you source it right from the dealer? How, do, how they, does that
2: work? They can do it either way. So if an individual owns a Ranger, they can send it directly to us, or they can contact us. And we can, we have a dealer in, in Nashville, Tennessee, Brownlee, Ford. They've got We've got nine Rangers coming in from them here in the next few weeks. So they generally have between three and six in stock. So it's a pretty turnkey deal for however somebody wants to acquire one. If I we wanted
0: to buy one tomorrow, do you have one?
2: I believe the guys at Brownlee and Nashville do.
0: Now, I want one already done. I don't want to wait. I just want to get one. I want to get one from you tomorrow. Is that possible? <laughs> what are you going to do with a Velociraptor Ranger?
2: As What's that? Yeah. You can have any color as long as it's black. Okay. Black is Yeah, local. that is. And how come in. for whatever reason? You, you know, know, John, you probably
1: don't know this, but I have an 11 year old and a nine year old, and I was their hero. For the week I had your truck, awesome. I they just could not believe it was in the driveway. They're begging me to get something like that, and it it really, you know, as you probably know, I have a lot of you've seen my feet. I have a lot of different cars in the driveway. <laughs> this is the thing right? that really grabbed the kids. I took it to a uh, our little league practice, and you know, huh? I couldn't keep the kids on the field. They all were in the back I of love the truck. They love it. They love it. The badass look.
2: Well, guess what? We've got some more. We got some more product coming your way, and I think that. Using the, the, you know, the 10, 11, 12 year old kid. As a gauge of how well our product is doing. Uh, that's, because, that's hey, look! those There, there are customers in fifteen years.
1: That's right. No, it really. I was telling Zuckerman earlier. It really woke up the because I grew up kind of in the woods of Massachusetts, like around dairy farms, uh-huh. and we were all about trucks. Yeah. And it reminded me of that the second I got in. And I really just I put on the Leonard Skinner, and I just felt comfortable. <laughs> I felt like a, a little, I felt like that a guy again. Mm. Yeah, a little there free bird. The, these yeah, cities, these New York cities, yeah. these, these LAs, they've ruined me. I want to get back to that. Yeah. Um, so when you say, now I know you're working on some great stuff. Like, I found, I, I now want to try the Velociraptor, the big one, which sure. is how many horsepower? Yeah. What do you do to those trucks? Well,
2: and the, 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 with the V6, the modified V6 EcoBoost engine, that's 600 horsepower. And then we also offer the Velociraptor V8, so we take the new Raptor truck, Take out the six-cylinder EcoBoost and replace it with a V8 and supercharge it. That's 758 horsepower. So you can count on at some point, probably getting to sample one of each of those. And, wow. um, and I that, think again, you'll be you you'll continue to be a hero at this, uh, <laughs> line in the baseball field.
1: What yeah. now? What? Tell me about this uh, gladiator, this monster <laughs> gladiator that you're building. Because I don't think a lot yeah, of people know right. about this. Can you announce that yet? Yeah.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, when Jeep in- introduced the the Gladiator, the Jeep pickup truck, we thought, well, gosh, you know, the only thing that thing really needs is more horsepower. Yes. So, we're finishing our first, what we call our Jeep Maximus. If you think back to the Gladiator movie <laughs> and the Russell Crowe badass character, so I, had to, I thought I had to have a cool superhero name. So, our thousand horsepower version oh, of the boy. Jeep Gladiator will be called Maximus. Wow. <clears throat> Just coincidentally, yeah. that
1: is the name the shelter gave my dog uh, Maximus. I love it. He great. was in my my dog was in two shelters. The first one he was called Maximus, and then they called him Gopher, and now he's Gopher Maximus first. And look here it is, Zuckerman. Here's the Maximus Gladiator right it's there. It's beautiful. It's a thousand horsepower.
2: All right. So when we send, when we send our Maximus out, you'll have to you'll have to load up your pup and your and your, and your kids in it and send me some pictures. Wait, but
1: now I have, I have so many questions about this. What does a thousand horsepower do to a Gladiator, <laughs> which is looks a lot smaller than the, the the Ranger, right? It's a it's a smaller platform.
2: Um, yeah. You know, I mean, it, it's about this, I guess, in terms of the length of the vehicle, they're very similar. Um, they're 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 obviously designed to get down trails, so it's not quite as big as a full size truck like a like a Raptor. Mm-hmm. Um, I think again, the, the the design of that vehicle from from Jeep was to conquer off-road while still being comfortable in the city and having the utility of a pickup truck. So if you want to put your mountain bike or your dirt bike or your camping gear in the back of that thing, you can. And it's like you can actually access the stuff that's in the bed of the truck of the Gladiator, whereas most pickup trucks, like a Raptor, you need a, a stepladder to get to get in there. Right? right, right. So I think you've got that functionality. But, again, for me, I'm not going to be caught driving around in a, in a, in a six-cylinder Jeep. I've got to have some power. And it doesn't mean that I've got to, like, you know, try to blow off Tesla's from the, from a the stoplight. But when I'm rolling down the PCH or down my favorite, you know, country road in Texas, and I want to punch it, I want some power and some cool sound to come along with it.
0: I love that. <clears throat> John, how did you – Tell me, take me back. Where did this all begin?
2: You know, if I'm being honest, it probably began when my old man had me sitting on his, the lap of – in his lap uh, while he's driving his – sixty four and a half Pontiac GTL with the mm. four speed Muncie rock crusher transmission. Oh yeah. And I don't even remember it. I'm just told that I would sit there and I you know, I would shift the gears uh and that transmission while he drove fast when I was, when I was three years old. So I think it's kind of a it's a father son thing. It's in the blow the Ferrari my, like Pista
1: in the Canyons with James. See, this That's is that. how it happened. That's my son. I had him you out mean, there. They,
0: What's the first the, car you get the bug? Yeah. What's the first yeah. car you modified for sale?
2: Yeah, or was it lawnmowers? Uh, well, yeah. My my first car that I began to modify, but I didn't I didn't sell it was a uh, 1969 Olds 442. Oh, yeah. Convertible, and I was working on that when I was 15 in, in the front yard of our house. Um, the first car that I modified and then began the business with in 1991 was the Mitsubishi 3000GT VR4. Which I raced at Tights Peak, Bonneville, and I did a couple of the Silver State races with it, and did pretty well. And I learned the first rule of racing is if you want to if you want to make a small fortune in racing, car racing, you start with a larger fortune. <laughs> and as my bank account dwindled from my from my you know delinquency and my my just basically being a derelict with cars, I thought, well, gosh, I want to continue my addiction with cars. I got to figure out how to get it to monetize and pay for itself. So I thought, well, maybe I could do maybe what Shelby did. And Roof did with Porsches. I thought, well, maybe somebody will pay me to modify their car. That's That was 28 years ago. What wow. a run. Yeah. This is yeah. amazing.
1: All right. Well, yeah. John, can you stay with us for a minute? We're going to take a quick break. Sure. And then we'll be right back with more Spikes Car Radio and John Hennessy. Football season is here and it's time to dominate the competition with your fantasy picks. And R.J. Bell's Dream Preview on Podcast One Sportsnet is your secret weapon to victory.
2: I said the fact they didn't run it up in week one tells me this guy is so confident
0: he wants to hide his strength.
1: No matter the matchup, R.J.'s got you handled with
0: top-notch analysis for the best NFL picks around. Now is that true or not? I don't know. Very optimistic. Download R.J. Bell Dream Preview every week on Apple Podcasts
1: and PodcastOne.com. You're listening to Spike's Car Radio. All right, we're back with Horsepower Evangelist John Hennessy. John, um, now you're in Houston. Houston has yeah. a vibrant, illegal street racing scene. <laughs> Do your... You know, but it's, kind of, but it's kind of like bike club. Rule number one is you don't talk about the mm. street racing. You know, you well, today we're going to talk about it. Do people take okay. your okay. creations out there? Are you out there at night racing your cars? You
2: know, I, I, I mean, <laughs> honestly, I gave up that scene a long time ago. I, if I've got a Six second, I'll tell least. you. <laughs> I mean, as much as I, as much as I admire Paul Walker and what he did for, mm-hmm. for car guys and automotive, it also, in a way, Fast and Furious, I think, really mm. ruined street racing to where so many people were thought it was cool and people would go out and didn't know what they were doing and people got hurt, and then all of a sudden, hey, look, if you're caught street racing, they'll impound your car and throw you in jail for a while. So, you know, I probably gave up street racing 15 years ago. I also own a drag strip, so I don't really need to go out to the street to go fast. But, yeah, to your point, I mean, Houston... Houston is kind of unofficially known as the street racing capital of the world.
1: That's right. <clears throat> Second, yeah. Detroit has a vibrant scene there. Don't ask me how I know all this yeah. stuff.
2: Tell me you know you yeah. just
1: dropped it that you had your own private drag strip. I thought that was a slick drop. <laughs> what is that like? How do you how do you first of all how do you buy a drag strip? <laughs> When, when well, do they come you know, up for guy, sale? A
2: guy had, on the west side of Houston, a guy had a and was in Sub 1 like 15 years ago, and mm-hmm. I made a deal with him and bought the track. And I thought this would be a great place for us to move our shop yeah. where we could build our cars and have a place to test our cars. So wow. we, operated the, we operated the track for the public for a period of time, but our shop has been out there for 10 years now. And we're so busy building cars and trucks, and we have our new Venom F5 coming out. We're not really doing much in the way of public events, but we test our cars on that track every every business day of the week.
1: No, rain shine.
2: What do you have to yeah. do to take
1: care of a, a drag strip? Like, Zuckerman and I know how to take care of hangers, but when you have a drag yeah. strip, what's the maintenance well, on a drag I mean, strip?
2: Look, it's a quarter mile drag strip, so the tire, the track is a quarter mile, then we have another 1,600 feet of shutdown. So we have about 3,000 feet where we can wow. accelerate and slow down. And we have about 1.1 miles in total of that we can use to test our cars. So, I mean, it's asphalt. We just spent about 100 grand, um, you know, just doing some asphalt maintenance and mowed the grass and paid the property taxes and don't step on fire ants if you step off the pavement. And it's it's pretty straightforward to to maintain and operate. And you get a Christmas tree. You get the lights. We got the Christmas tree. We can do burnouts. We can do, we do a lot of videos for social media and YouTube and Instagram. And so we can just do that. And again, we can do it in a safe way. We're not like you see some of these guys out there that, you know, that build cars. I mean, I was, and I was one of them before I owned the track where they just get out on the, on their favorite, you know, side street and Mm -hmm. and get after it. And I just, uh, I just don't want the local, you know, chief of police or sheriff coming and knocking on my door saying, Hey, we saw a video to you out here on the highway and we want to talk to you about that so i think having our own place to test our cars and validate our cars for our customers before they get them is it's a very useful tool what you call a cool video we call evidence sir <laughs> step out of the car yeah <laughs> yes right I, and i have some friends that i've gone out with on sunday mornings just to have a little bit of fun mm-hmm. and these guys are putting their gopros oh. on the roofs of their cars i'm like what are you guys doing? Are you yeah. trying to basically, you know, are you trying to, to prove the case for the for the prosecution if you get if you get busted on the highway? Yeah. Anyway, I don't know why people do that, but uh, again, I don't recommend anybody street race. But uh, if you do decide to do that, you know, <laughs> be, consider, be, be consider be consider be of of the, the people out there that are just going to church on Sunday mornings, to go out and find some place out in the country where the worst thing that could happen is, is you run into an armadillo and and, and bang up your front (laughs) face.
1: Or for us, it's go over the edge like Kevin Hart. That's what happens. That's Um, an
2: interesting discussion. Yeah, it is. Give us your point of view. California now, I've I've read somewhere that California is going to mandate that Everybody that modifies the car in California has to have a roll cage and five point harness. I'm like, well, what about tightening up the loose nut behind the wheel? No, no, right. no, nothing against Kevin, but I'm guessing that whoever was driving that vehicle might not have really had the skill set to handle something with that much power.
1: Yeah, no kidding. Like a thousand horsepower gladiator. <laughs> yeah,
2: just saying. At night going just down saying. The state, okay, sure. What's that? You know,
1: I mean, don't you have to take that into consideration? I mean, well, let's just go back to the car now mandating that every car should have a roll cage is kind of a double-edged sword right i mean aren't there now going to be cases where someone's head gets cracked open
2: by a roll cage well yeah i mean the bottom the bottom line is you can't legislate common sense so you know if people are going to do something stupid it doesn't matter whether you have a roll cage or not right you basically have to people have to take responsibility and it's like getting on a horse if you get on a horse Sometimes horses do crazy things, so you're you, you, be, you better off getting on that horse with somebody that knows what they're doing or can give you some skills as far as, hey, look, under this situation, you got to be careful. And so that's, I mean, that's how I've generally avoided, you know, I've gone off-road a few times, but, um, you know, it, it just takes a little, you go to driving school. I recommend everybody that's listening <clears> to <throat> yeah, this show. Yeah, absolutely. You know, go to the Ford Driving School. Go to Skip Barber. Go to wander on i mean there's lots of great driving schools and you can't get enough you you know you can't invest enough in your own driving skills and performance yeah you
1: need to understand what that car was what seven or eight hundred horsepower you need to understand what happens when you press down a gas pedal with that much horsepower and i don't think he understood it i don't know why he's up taking turns in that car in that kind of platform In that kind of platform zuckerman the any of the new gt cars that come out of Of porsche right you know with the club sport package we can't get those here right no. i've always heard no you can't they're not going to deliver a car with a roll cage in it right because it's dangerous right <laughs> do you see what i'm saying you have
2: like to qualify you, you know when you're when you're driving something with a roll cage they assume that you're securing your seat. right you have a helmet on so you have some protection with from a helmet structure which does which does give the vehicle some additional rigidity and structure if you roll over if you have a side hit or something of that nature but if you're just like in there with a lap belt you're you're kind of going to become a scrambled egg,
1: mm-hmm. right?
2: So what? So you think
1: you know? Obviously, now we can look back, hindsight's twenty twenty. That he should have had, he should have definitely had a better seatbelt in that car. But you think he should have also had the roll cage?
2: No, I think I think the bottom line is that the guy's driving some sort of a modern resto mod, right? A car that was built in nineteen sixty nine or nineteen seventy that only came with a lap belt, and it's got a bunch of power. Yeah, I hear you. You have to respect this. You have to go out, go out. If you want to go out and just lay the wood to it and have a lot of fun, go out. You can rent the runway. You used to could rent the runway at the Mojave Airport and go out there and just have a blast. And if something goes wrong, you got plenty of room to, you know, slide or go sideways and not go off the edge of a cliff and roll your vehicle. Yep. You know, but if you get, if you get on the snake, I mean, how many people on a weekend go out to the snake on a motorcycle and end up in the ditch and end up in the back <laughs> of an ambulance going to the... So the true. The
1: Every weekend.
2: I mean... So it's just like, you know, if you, if you if you put on the right equipment and you go to, you know, Willow and you lay the bike down, well, you kind of skid off and you might get scraped up a little bit, but you're not going to generally run into another vehicle when you're doing it. So it just, to me, it just, it's just common sense stuff. So just because you have a, a souped up fast car, whether it's all original with 300 horsepower or modified with seven or 800 horsepower, you, you've got to respect it. Now, Zucker- <clears throat> driving these cars are not like, these cars are not like driving a brand new Honda, where they have every electric nanny to protect you in case something goes wrong.
0: And, and it's so true. We're so removed from cars without any of these uh, devices to protect us. People don't realize what these old cars are really like.
1: All right, Tucker. My question for you: You are this is your area of expertise. Personal injury. Okay. Let's assume the truth is Kevin Hart wasn't driving. Mm-hmm. Who is getting sued here? Is Kevin Hart getting sued? Is Kevin Hart suing? How, do you know of anything
0: about this case? Have you been approached? Are you representing any parties in this case? Secretary? If I was, I wouldn't be able to tell you, but I can tell you that I'm not. Uh, and, and it depends on... Uh, presumably, if it's Kevin Hart's car, he is the insured. Then if someone else is driving, they're a permissive user. If they're an insured under the policy. Kevin Hart can't make a claim against his own policy. Maybe another passenger can. Um, if the guy driving happens to have a load of insurance on his own, maybe Kevin Hart can make a claim about that. In theory, I suppose um, if you could even go after the guy who modified the car. I, I don't know if there was something defective about the way that car was put together. I have a feeling whoever modified that car is not Mr. Hennessy, And there's a lot of guys that think that they can just... Speed core is the outfit. Well, you know, I don't know much about him, but what did they do uh, to set that car up right and right. make it as safe as possible? But, but, I I, would,
1: but wouldn't you suppose that Kevin specked the car out? And they offered what, him choices, and he said, "All right." Okay. and Here it is. So why what, are they
0: to blame? Well, do you hear
1: what okay, I'm saying? But if and by the way, by the way, here one other question to just dump on top of that: Does Kevin Hart even care about suing anybody? Well, of course. And
0: I'm just speculating. You asked right, me to right. play lawyer, right. And I'm just saying,
1: well, you know, well, maybe the, the question is: a, a guy who has a lot of money, would he even bother suing anybody? He does
0: not want this. He does This is you're you're in the you're in Hollywood. He doesn't need this publicity. Right. He wants to get better and move on. Right. Not right. good for business. Right. But there are two other people in the car. Well, yeah. Yeah. He might have to pay him. Yeah. Not the driver. That's
1: You're right. That's the lawsuit. That'll be the other folks.
0: Right. Depends how messed up they are. But, uh, you know, I think that it goes back. If I'm going to buy a modified car, I'm not going to my corner mechanic. I'm going to go to Mr. Hennessy, or somebody at his level who knows what they're doing, who understands how to put together a high horsepower vehicle.
1: So what did you do? <clears throat> I'm on your site now, John. You're modifying yeah. four GTs. the new ones because those you know those aren't fast enough
2: (laughs) interestingly enough the the new Ford GT is a vehicle that we decided not to modify I own one and I kind of feel like the flexibility of it's already pretty highly tuned from Ford I like the way it drives and I oh there it is right there I don't want I don't want to have to send I don't want to have to send it back to Multimatic in Canada to get it so So it's just up on your side. I see here yeah, there's a lot, but there's a lot of great God, vehicles to choose from to modify. So, you know, it depends on what the customer's budget is and kind of what type of a vehicle that they want. But, gosh, I mean, we we do live in the golden age of, of tuned modified cars because there's so many great platforms. As a it doesn't matter if it's, you know, Porsche or American Muscle or even trucks and SUVs. You can have a lot of fun with the vehicles. And they they and the, the modern stuff comes with all the modern safety equipment. So, again, it kind of gives that extra level of protection to the, Novice driver with the vehicle, whereas you know you, you 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 take an older vehicle, a vehicle that's pre, you know I don't know pre two thousand. You get like a ni- nineteen ninety six Viper, and you want to twin turbo it. That thing doesn't have ABS. You know it uh, it has airbags, but that's about it. So you just have to you have to respect it and be careful with it. So, you don't go out and turn on a high boost at night when it's raining.
1: um, mm. Here are the vehicles he modified: Zuckerman, Audi, Cadillac, Chevrolet, Dodge, Ford, GMC. Jaguar, Jeep, Lamborghini, Lincoln, McLaren, Porsche. Of course, I clicked on Porsche, and up came the Hennessy Porsche Taycan Texas Tuning powerhouse set to modify its first EV.
2: What? 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 What the fuck? What? What are you doing? Okay, here it is. All okay, right. so you guys remember? You guys remember the movie Full Metal Jacket? All yes. Right. Of course. And so Matthew Modine, towards the end of the movie, he's got like, you know. Born to kill on his helmet, and then also the peace sign, <laughs> and like the commander comes up and says, "What the hell is that supposed to mean?" And he starts talking about the duality of man. And when I thought we were okay, let's modify the Tycon. I thought, can not can a company that's known for building engines upwards of two thousand horsepower also modify uh, an electrified vehicle? And I and I think that we can. And I think you know when the tesla came out it's something that we looked at six seven years ago but i wasn't ready to do it then and i thought i want to start with a fresh platform and i think that porsche has probably taken where you know taken kind of taken from where where tesla is and is going to add all of their you know decades of experience in engineering and racing prowess and i thought that's the platform from which we'd like to modify now can we are we going to increase power or change the batteries or touch the engines Initially, no. So I think cosmetics, wheels, tires, suspension, brakes, interior, maybe some exterior body work is kind of where we'll start. But I mean, I think, you know, my kids want to take over the business from me at some point, and electrification needs needs to be part of that plan right. going forward for the next twenty five or thirty years.
1: So have you? Do you have a TyCon that you're pulling apart no. right now?
2: No, 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 no. I mean, I, you know, I, the only all I know about the Ticon is what I read on various websites from the media that have driven it. But certainly when the when the Tycon becomes available in the US market, we'll go out and we'll purchase the highest spec and we'll start tinkering with it and we'll see what we can do. Wow.
0: Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> do you do you have a, a favorite car or a platform to modify? Something you really enjoy you know, doing?
2: Man, it's kinda of like which one of your kids is the favorite. Right. I mean so I mean kinda of at the very top of just what, what excites me to drive. Oh, Thanks. So like the Venom GT is the soon to soon to be Venom F5 um, just delivers a driving experience like nothing else i've ever experienced but those are multi you know those are million dollar plus cars um gosh some of my favorites are the the last generation 4GT so the O506 especially with some modifications i love the C6 R1 is a favorite um i've got a i've got a Trackhawk a Jeep Trackhawk with a 1000 plus horsepower and maybe I'll send that out to you guys to drive next that's like the total sleeper, you know. Yeah, that's yeah. hilarious. So those are. So I, li- I like. I like. I like weird. I like weird stuff. I like. I like station wagons, like the Cadillac CTSV wagon with lots of power. Like ten years ago, when my kids were about your kids' ages, mm-hmm. I had a wa- I had a CTSV wagon with 750 horsepower, and I had exhaust dumps on it. So when I pulled up to the pickup line, and you know my kids were in, in in elementary school, I would pick them up, and then as we were pulling out they would the kids would flip the switch to the dumps and it would go from like quiet station wagon to like pissed off nascar race car <laughs> and like the moms and the teachers and the safety patrol of the school are like shitting themselves like What's going on here? Should know, so we call nine one one? Oh my and, God! So uh, so that's so, that's, uh, so, so I have kind of fun. a twisted uh, sense of humor, and that's the kind of stuff I like.
1: You know, that's okay. one of the things the car guys get to do, Zuckerman. Is that drop-off line right. fun?
2: Right. <laughs> right.
1: I have uh, one kid who's into it, and the middle schoolers like, but Dad, you got to stop. You're embarrassing me. I don't want any attention on me. I got but,
0: lucky. Both both of my kids like liked it. it. They oh, really good. did.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's really fun. It's really a reason to get a car now for me. It's just to have that little bit of fun. Because where else you know you're not going to get it from the wife. She Boo. wants something quiet. She doesn't like fun. Boo. She doesn't. Um before we go, um you also have this is this is John Hennessy giving back. Giving back to the horsepower community. He's got tuner school. Isn't that great? I think it's yeah. the only School of its kind, right? Yeah, here it says, "World's only automotive technical school dedicated to teaching car enthusiasts how to modify and tune cars, sports cars, and race cars." We could go to this, Zuckerman. We need this education. Tell
2: it, tell us about this program and why you started it. It's a cool program. It's basically, you know, it's for the kid that who I was when I was sixteen and I'm out. You know, for every one thing that I worked did on my old, you know, four four two convertible. That at work, I would mess up four or five other things. So basically, yeah. it fills uh, uh, the, the, the uh, 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 dreams for kids who want to learn how to modify cars and learn how to do it the right way. A lot of them, I would say 80% of the students that come to our 14 week program are there to get into the industry and to make a career out of modifying cars. But we have a lot of enthusiasts that come that want to learn more for their own benefit and for their own personal growth. And so, um, it's very exciting. We're, Tuner School is in its 10th year, and we've had about 300 students total come through the program. And uh, it's something where I've, we've had many students have told us and their parents have told us that it really changed the trajectory of their lives. And I, I've modified a lot of cars, but I don't think that I've ever had a client say, this car changed my life. As much fun as it might be to drive, but Tuner School does have an impact on young people's some young people we've had older people too older guys like ourselves come to the program but it really gives maybe some car guys and car girls out there who are looking for direction looking for a place looking to kind of figure it out it kind of gives them some confidence and some skills to where they can you know continue down that journey with cars like we're all on
0: wow that's very esteemable
2: it's cool you know i've heard sometimes
1: i've heard from uh guys who have shops like yourself that it's it's tough to find uh mechanics with talent
2: yeah, Is that is that's this maybe reason. an effort well, to, to... – go ahead. Yeah, that's the reason we started the school is basically it was our own development program, our own farm club, if you want the baseball mm-hmm. analogy, where right now of the 35 employees I have in my business, gosh, at least 15 of them have come out of tuner school. So for us, it's like a 14-week job interview besides their their, their aptitudes and their mm-hmm. skill sets. And what their talents might be, we know about their character. We know whether they work with, well with other people, show up early, mm. stay late. Um, and, and we do have a number of other companies in the aftermarket come to us on a regular basis and ask us, Hey, look, do you have somebody coming out of Tuner School that might be able to fulfill a certain job position? So if an enthusiast or somebody's in the industry out there is listening to this, they can just contact Tuner School. And we do have students, uh, most of our students will, before they graduate, have jobs but but, but uh, you know the, the aftermarket is so strong right now you're right the, there are a lot of companies out there that, that need more talent to be able to deliver their products and services.
1: There you go. Look at that Great stuff. show up early, stay, stay late. late. Good advice right listeners, good advice if you want the money if you want the and money in the, the cause
2: you know i mean life's pretty simple just you know show up yeah. be nice don't 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 be a dick and work hard and <laughs> right
0: fun. it's all in execution everybody's got ideas are we going to not, not be able to be dicks execute?
1: tonight zuckerman in vegas I don't know. i'm you feeling a little trouble dickish. with that <laughs> i don't really yes, I, don't. Do. I don't no, i know no not you, like you not like you you're doing it right now you're being a dick Am I being dickish? You're being dickish. Wildly but dickish. that's all right. I love you. It's fine. It's all fine. John, thank you for coming on the show and, and you know, when you are here, yeah, tell Vinny, Vinny Russo, uh, give us a little yeah. heads up and we'll go driving. Awesome. I'll do it. It'll be fun and you can catch up with uh John at uh, hennessyperformance.com and of course all the social media places he's at. John, we'll we'll talk to you later. I'm going to I'm just going to hang up the phone there. There you go. Um, and Zuckerman, that's it for you and I. Yeah,
0: I got I got work to do.
1: If you're gonna, if you've bought a uh, Porsche Taycan, do yourself a favor. Just like medieval times when they were trying to understand the human body, uh, John, <laughs> they take corpses and just cut them open and look at what was moving in there. John will do that
0: with your Taycan. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. He's that's just, very good. He, I love that. He's I, just I don't just, have one, but I'm going to do it.
1: <laughs> don't you love that though? Yeah. That's that's you and me. That's fuck what it. we do. Fuck let's it. Just, let's just fuck it. Let's just, just do it. it. Let's just Let's do, do it. it. Whoops. A lot of great things happen. Yeah, a lot of mistakes, too. Anyway, anything to promote? So I can Nothing. Before we go? No. I'm looking forward to going to Vegas with you. Yes. We're going to have a good time. We'll see you next week on Spikes Car Radio. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to Spikes Car Radio. Download new episodes every Wednesday on the Podcast One app, or subscribe now at Apple Podcasts or PodcastOne.com.